The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Straight from the Mouths of Madness, I am one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is... F-U-R? What's up, you looking at mirror motherfuckers? <laughs> you sweet, sweet bitches. <laughs> Want some candy? Hmm? Mm-hmm. Sweets for the sweet? <laughs> I wish someone would have said that. Instead, it was spray-painted. I'm like, yeah. damn it, motherfucker. All right, spoilers. All right, we're done with that. Uh, <laughs> we're, uh, say, say five times. What are, what spoilers. Are we? Spoilers. Spoilers. No, I'm saying the, the spoilers. Ti- you can say or the title. No. It, oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, just, you know. I figure if I say spoilers five times, then the spoilers will appear, and then I won't. Then we'll be mad at me for spoiling the movie. There you if go. They're listening to this episode prior to actually right. seeing the fucking movie. You're like Kyle with fucking sc- scary stories. <laughs> Let's go listen to them talk about the movie when all I've watched is the fucking trailer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And by the way, that's reference to our very first episode. Make sure to check that out. Um. So tonight on the chopping block. We have 2021's Candyman. Now, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to unpack with this film. Uh, there's a lot to unpack with the original one. And this is a direct sequel to the original one. Yeah. So, I mean... Which is there, the new thing now. It's but like, there are similar, dis- but... Disregard, disregard the shit sequels and just make it a straight one from the first one, you know? True. But what we're seeing in this that I think really makes it stand apart is we're seeing a deviation from the original like halloween 2018 kept the same it just it amplified the same pace from 1978 halloween yeah amplified it it just hey it's 2018 now we can get away with more we're gonna do that and we have a bigger budget yeah (laughs) you know we got blumhouse behind us so this one deviated from it deviated as well as did world building but the deviation was kind of hard like it was a it was like a it was a big shift in I think they built more the of the mythology of Candyman. And, and they changed, they kind of changed the motive. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to dive in. Uh, we don't got time to fuck around with this film, so we're going to go. So, yeah, it is a direct sequel to Bernard Rose's 1992 film, Candyman. And uh, both places, both movies had some filming done in Caprini Green. Yep. Like, they used the same building in the flashback with uh, Burke's character, Laundromat owner in 2021's Candyman. Okay. That is, that is as far as what I could find, the same building that was used in the original. Okay, when we talking about when he was a kid? The, yeah, the okay. flashback when he was yeah. a kid in the 70s, when you had the, that, that which is this, this film's Candyman is that guy, Sherman, right. whatever his last name is. And uh, they were able to, I guess, find the same building, which, and again, I, I could be wrong on this. Listeners, correct me, email us, mess, DM us something if I'm wrong with this, but... I don't, it's kind of hard. Where's that building standing at? Because Cabrini Green is real in Chicago. It is okay. a real place. It was a real place in 92. It was a real, still place. A real place. Still a real place. It's Didn't all go fen- anywhere. It's all fenced in right there. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's all fenced in. It's just row houses. Yes, now. It's, no. all, it's own little fenced in town. I, that, yeah. that bothered me a little well, bit. So our writer crew, and uh, which would consist of uh, Nia DaCosta, um, Jordan Peele, and Wynn Rosenfeld, which Wynn Rosenfeld is actually the owner of Monkey Paw Productions. 
He was okay. a writer on this too. No shit. So Monkey Ball Productions, they've done tons of shit. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to list it all. Look it up. You've seen the little paw stirring the t- fucking coffee Which, cup. Just real quick before well, the we mirror. Get in, the I fucking was say, shit in the intro. One of the things I loved is right at the beginning, everything is backwards. I fucking yeah. appreciated the fuck out of that. I did too. Yeah. Because at the end, if you stay through the credits, you're like, it's 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 uh, back to normal. You're yeah. like, uh huh, uh huh. See you. See what you did there. So they they really had a good starting point for the a big premise in this film, which the same thing happened to the real Caprini Green that happened in this 2021 Candyman film, where Caprini Green got gentrified. They I think they tore the last major project building down in like 2016. Right. And now they're building up high rise expensive apartments, which. We start out with this film. It's happened in most most yeah. major cities. I mean, we see it happen like, here in Richmond. I mean, but it's just like because this it was a real place. Like not a lot of films. I mean, outside of like usually New York or they do use big cities, right? But to use like a project outside of a you know uh, this is actually yeah yeah you know I thought that I mean they, they uh, again Rose awesome for using that. I mean, in the nineties, I think that says a lot, and also for Peel and DaCosta to move forward with. Utilizing that as well, yeah, and the fact that there's their story. It's like, oh, well, I mean, that yeah, that's a jumping off point right there. It's still there, it's, it's, as we use it. Gentrified all the shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just moving people and tearing down buildings. You know, so that I mean, that's, that's where you find yourself in this one. We've got um, Anthony and his girlfriend Brianna moving to one of these gentrified apartments, which is it's ironic on its own right, man. This is a black couple moving into high rise apartments. Yeah, that were built on the backs of poor black people like <laughs> that on its own but like but without an well, awareness that that's actually what you know they weren't doing it to like and you could say you know, he's diving into kind of a gentrified culture with his art pieces being about the struggles of, yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah so yeah. like literally his art pieces are in these art houses with all these fucking stuffed up stuffy motherfuckers yeah you know looking at a shit and it's all about like you know, his other pieces, you know, there's nooses and there's, you know, going through the, just the troubled history. And so this new, he has a new project about, you yeah. know. Well, yeah. So how his art, so he's an artist. So how, well, they're both artists. How his. Well, she's an art gallery art, uh, director. Yeah, art so. gallery. But she I means she has to know art and she has to create yeah. a gallery. That's still an art form. You have to, you have, you still have to design the gallery to be. Well, that, I also think know. that was kind of a take on her having to kind of like deal with those motherfuckers on a closer basis you know mm-hmm. like she stresses at one point they had to go to this dinner party it's very very important and it's pretty much for her just to kind of kiss up to these well-known art gallery people from new york so that she can move ahead in this you know she was like look you know i, I the only way i'm gonna get ahead is to make con- connections with these people mm-hmm. she does, doesn't seem to like she really likes it but she's got to fucking do it did you realize the connection there what's that when the original 1992 Candyman, uh helen goes to a dinner almost in the same style restaurant. Oh, really? Because that's where the professor, or not the... Uh, it's been a while since I watched the OG it's Candyman. Not, he's so. not a professor. Uh, he's, he's, he's like some intellectual elite. I don't, I don't fucking really give yeah. a shit what he was. But he's some huffy, stuffy motherfucker who basically... Or I would just say art critic. Our, yeah. He basically went up because she's doing an expose and writing. Oh, okay. I mean, she was like... Oh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about the original one. The Sorry. original one. Yeah. Helen went to a dinner party and that's where she heard the original story uh, of the folklore of Candyman. Remember that dude who they were going to have the dinner with told them the, the story of how 
Um, I believe that Candyman, Tony Todd, our Candyman's name was uh, Daniel something or other. Shit. Yeah, it was Daniel. Daniel, so I, I was going yeah. with his first name. It was Daniel and how, you know, he was a painter. He was an artist himself. And he fell in love with this white woman who was the son, who was the daughter of a rich white farmhand. And he sent a lynch mob after him who covered, cut his fucking hand off. Yeah. Fucking covered him in honey. He died from bee stings. Then they decided to hang him and then set him on fire. Yeah, that's where she finds that story they out. They were pissed. They were pissed. God damn. Yeah, I know, that's yeah. fucked up, man. Seriously, Dude, that's, like... Not, that's like one or two <laughs> fucked up things. That's like a list of... That's a slew of... We're gonna, that's, like... how you, that, that's how you create a fucking candy oh, man. It's they... not just like kill him, but fucking kill him like goddamn <laughs> ten times. Yeah, guess what? He's going to come back and kill some white folks, all right? He's the OG. Yeah. He, it, it, and this one really shows that, is that he was the original. Like, he was the first. Yeah. Right? And... Oh, yeah, and by the way, they spread his ashes all over what was now Cabrini Green in the 9-2 film. So, yeah, like that, there's a whole... Yeah, there you go. So, basically, you already see similarities between Daniel, a.k.a. Tony Todd's character from the original 9-2 film, with Anthony. Yeah. Anthony is an artist. Yeah. And uh, his girlfriend's father was an artist. That's right. He killed he himself. Killed himself. And if you notice, as the film goes on, their artwork, like Anthony and Anthony's artwork and her father's artwork starts to kind of mirror each other. Yeah. It's so a lot darker. He... It's like a darker, I wouldn't even say tone because, I mean, the stuff he's covering is dark tone, but just the way it's interpreted, it does. It looks like every image is getting more and more fucked up, more yeah. evil. Like, like splotchy. Like yeah. Mi- like you can't, like you really have to stare at it to make an, a form out of it. You know, it's, it, it's, re- it's really fucking creepy, but All also right. awesome. I'm just going to go in my first sort of rant. So he goes there, he decides this is his new project, he wants to cover kind of the mythology of Candyman. Mm-hmm. He's taking photos to use for his artwork. You're talking about the bee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he gets stung by the bee. All now, right. that was a wink, I think. At first, I think no, it was that supposed was to be fine. a wink. Yeah. But as the movie progresses, all right, he's looking at it, it's in his hand's kind of fucked up, and then throughout the movie, it's more and more fucked up. At some point, dude, like, he's not even acknowledging. Like, he's He probably pop- does. Finally, but after like he's pulling fucking skin off, like dude, man, look, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no band aids or shit. He's just like, oh, it's a little infected, dude. Your whole fucking hand and arm are like, yeah, looking like they're rotting off. And at some point, he's like, I guess I should. When his fucking fingernails start coming off, he's like, oh, this is kind of bad. Which dude, is it was bad of, before that shit. What was that reminiscent of to you? I thought of, I, I mean, I always go to the fly. I, yeah, I, I always, always think of Cronenberg and Goldblum just. Yeah. Oh God. It's but disgusting. man, dude, get the, you're an artist, man. You need that fucking hand, dude. As soon as it starts looking a little like rough, all right, get that shit checked out. Is, and, that's, and that's a giant plot hole, like or not? Maybe not even a plot hole. Just a huge shift again in this mythos. Is like, how the fuck did the well because the bee stung him while he was in Caprini Green? How the fuck did they make his hand right? It's a fucking bee sting. Well, it's it's because it got Candyman and the 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 stinger. Yeah, is that is that it? Yeah, that, that's that, it. That, uh, shut the fuck. That's up. I mean, dude, Stop. That's about it. Like, oh, I, I, I look, I, oh. if you're allergic to bee stungs, that's one thing. But this dude literally through a period of days, like his arms started decaying and shit like that. And I, yeah, I was just like, dude, why are you waiting on this shit, man? <laughs> Go to the fucking hospital. I mean, like he shows his girlfriend, he's just like the next day and he's like, yeah, this is bothering me a little bit. I was like, that should be bothering you. That should be scaring the fuck out of you. It should be. Yeah. You're losing your way of life. 
So do we want to jump into the more recent, I guess the 70s? How did they approach the Candyman that, you know, the got the laundromat's flashback scene? with? Oh, so when he's in, well, Anthony's in Brittany Green, he he goes, it's, it's, there's still like a, a section of row houses that has yet to be torn down. And he's kind of taking shots and someone, which why the, f- I guess it's a shortcut. Why the fuck would you walk through there? Uh, because it's banned as shit, man. It might be the safest part of that area. <laughs> I mean, he's, he comes I know across, offense. I forget his first, uh, I think it's Coleman Burke. He comes across Coleman Burke. Well, he, Coleman Burke sees him, and they he kind of just starts digging into the Caprini Green, right? And Coleman owns a laundromat. And eventually it comes out between those two that, because uh, you, you see it in the beginning of the movie, there was a man back in the 70s in Caprini Green who would stand outside the project buildings and just hand candy to kids. Harmless enough, yeah, right? His, with his claw. Until a white girl. No, yeah, well, he did have a claw, yeah. Yeah. Until a white girl got a piece of candy with a razor blade in it. Yep. Because it was a white girl. Yep. I mean, they... They didn't not, care, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah if I... Well, I mean, I mean, it, it, that's it, it the way, apparently no, no, they very much kids. because yeah, yeah. police responses, every officer detail now find this motherfucker. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Like, they were like, oh, it's happened to black kids for a little while, but white girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now yeah. we got a problem here, yeah. guys. Come on. So they were on the lookout for this guy and they couldn't find him. Well, Coleman goes to do laundry because mama told him to. And when he goes to the laundromat, he sees a hole in the wall. Which is reminiscent of ninety twos because yep. hole in the wall and he piece of candy flies out. You're like, oh shit! And everyone who's seen this, it's in the trailer. You see someone start to step out. Well, it's Sherman. He steps out and he sticks his hand out and smiles and his hands full of candy. He's not menacing at all. No. Yeah. It's just the mentality of they're looking for this man to a kid. You know, it, it's it's shocking to see this person. Now I will say he is wearing what I would deem the uniform of Candyman. With the long coat, yeah, and would you deem that Candyman costume? Yeah, yeah I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, hey, man, you know what? Yeah, you kind of already filling out the because uh, I'm saying he's got the long coat, he's got the fucking claw. Now it's a different style. It's the uh, the two prong one, you know. Yeah, yeah. But still, like, dude, you're not helping your case at all, man. No, you already no. you already dressed up like the the guy that murders the fuck out of people, right? Exactly. So anyway, the cops hear the scream. They start coming in. And they eventually find him, and they beat Sherman to death. Post-mortem, it comes out that kids are still finding razor blades and candy. Whoops. Oopsie. Yep. Killed an innocent black man. Oh, well. Yeah. Which, it's sad to say, is a state of affairs. Yeah. Um, and that, I, you know? that was interesting to kind of bring that in again. And there's not anybody watching that movie going, I can't believe that. That wouldn't have happened. Nobody's no. watching the movie saying that. I'm just Nobody's saying. Watching I'm just saying. And that's what's that. sad is that, you know, yeah. this takes place, that scene takes place in the 70s. And we're a little bit farther down the road Dude, from there. About, it's, it was, I think it was 77 to be specific. That was only 13 years past the civil rights riots. Yeah. In 64. Like, it's not that a lot of time, dude. Like, in the well, 70s. But I'm just you know saying. I mean? In 77. Here we are, modern times, and. Some people are, are just starting to acknowledge this stuff. It's like, all right. I hate to tell you this. I don't want to have a two-hour episode. I, I know, we, we, I know, please? I know. Goose fra ba. Anyway, that is the Cayman that we have throughout this film. Just just to crush that. I'll say this right now. He's not very menacing. He's he's kind of a sad Well, they man. also don't show his... He's also no. beaten to and shit. That, and that's the thing that, the, the thing that kind of threw me off. 
is that when you see him, his face is beaten. It's not decaying, really, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So he always... But he, he, he didn't come off as menacing before he was killed, you know. And then he just... Every time he appears... He seems sad, but he still murders the fuck out of people. So yeah. it doesn't matter how I, menacing or not menacing you are, he still kills the fuck out of people. I really enjoyed that, actually. I loved that the few scenes that we got with his face, he seems sad and tormented. Yeah, it was like kind not, of tortured. Not uh, menacing or, or angry or rageful. Yeah. You know, or, or rageful, seductive, like not, not, not like the Almost spider like luring you into... he had to clock in. Yeah. Like, you said his name five times, and he's like, fuck, all right, well. Yeah. well I guess I'm going to work. Uh, I'm kill the fuck out of you dumbass motherfuckers. Fuck, and why then, did you say my name? Yeah. Damn it. And this is where we get the art uh, gallery owner and his, you That know, was an awesome piece, though. And that was really fucking cool. Because, right? of course, they're being fucking dumbasses, and they're like, oh, let's fucking do it. And well, Because no one at this point, at, that, at this point in the film, no one... No one thought it was real. Yeah. So, of course, they see the mirror, the bathroom mirror. But, by the way, we got to talk about that piece. That was great uh, writing to have the have the artist, when he opens up the mirror, show images of what was behind the mirror from the 92 film. It was fucking that brilliant. That was cool shit. It was fucking brilliant. I loved it. And, of course, he gets shitted on by the art critic about that. I love his response, though, when he's drunk as shit on the way out. Like, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Uh, guys, I don't want to spoil it for you. Watch it. It's a great, great... It's Yeah, it's good stuff. But we get our first two real victims, which are the art gallery owner, and... He deserved to die. He was a piece of shit. Oh, I'm and, sorry. And that's what I'm saying. He was a fucking piece of and shit. And it's all through the mirror images... A bit, you see her, her her throat get slashed, and then you just see him just fucking just get fucked up. And I love that that was a theme until the very end. That was a theme throughout the whole movie, where you never saw Candyman unless it was in a reflection. Right. And I thought that was an amazing, like I won't say it's evolution, but it was a awesome twist to because in the original in in the, in, in the we're original seeing, yeah we're seeing like the actual real viewpoint as yeah. opposed to what's Candyman's doing. We see doing. Helen's viewpoint yeah. in the whole movie. Yeah. And in the sequel, we're seeing just images here and there. My, my like, favorite my favorite is literally the the art critic that our, you know, our, our main dude goes to see. And everybody, they just can't seem to take a hint. And she literally is like, you know, all right, fuck it, you know, I'm going to do it too. I'll just stay in the mirror. And, and he decides, all right, I'm fucking leaving. And then you get this pull away shot. And all of a sudden, you just see her up in the air, slammed against the window, getting fucking thrown all over the place, and this camera's pulling, yeah. camera's pulling back. That was fucking bad. So ass. good. Yeah. I mean, every, I mean, even the small things like slicing the screen, like you know, remember the projector screen got cut, like all these things yep. that because he sees him in the mirror by the projector screen, and he looks back the projector screen, nothing there, and all of a sudden it's cutting, it cut down. And you're like, it's fucking. It was so well done. It was very reminiscent of the remake of Maniac, which uh, we we will be getting a killer filler of that at, uh, at some point, where you only see the killer in a reflection. Huh. I haven't seen the remake, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it was good or bad. I'm just saying yeah. you only see... And Elijah Wood plays uh, the character. Oh, yeah. Elijah Wood loves some fucking horror right now. I'm down for that, too. Yeah. He's a creepy little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> but you only see the killer in the mirror, in a yeah. reflection. You never see a... Uh, existential view of the killer, which is awesome. I think it's a great concept, and they really went with that with this too. Um, I, I I don't know whose idea that was, if it was the Costas or if it was Peels, but great fucking idea. It was amazing. 
So yeah, and you actually see the violence. You don't see the violence then. You see the violence as a flashback when she, because Anthony's girlfriend finds him in the morning. Oh yeah. And through her flashback memory t- talking about it, you see the the actual carnage. Yeah. So you still get the gore in this film, like you do. You just get you get tons of gore, especially like moving forward in the bathroom scene. Same thing. You see the fucking, which is in the trailer too, the makeup thing open, and you just see feet. By the way, he never walks. He floats everywhere yeah. in this, which is... Oh, oh this is the, this is where... Because, yeah, there's a high school uh, girl that's at art at the art gallery for some reason. I don't know why. But the piece that our main dude's working on says, Say My Name, and she reads about it, and then she decides randomly at fucking school with her friends. And by the way, just in case you're like, oh man, I don't know, should we be cheering on like these high school girls being killed? Um, a black girl comes in and they are fucking terrible to her. And then you're like, yeah, you know what, you should go ahead go ahead and do that. Go ahead and mm-hmm. say his name. That's that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, because they're just fucking utter shit. And I love that it adds to them in the short time, because we're not going to build up characters. It's just a high school girl and her friends. She's telling them about the Candyman thing. A uh, girl comes in, they're just fucking terrible to this fucking chick. Which, by the way, give props, her backpack had a bad brains patch on it. it so I was like, yeah, you're fucking cool. Yeah. But she's in the stall, they're still being shitty, but they still do the Candyman thing. And then we don't see really, you just hear the massacre. You, and, and you see you, the blood flow. And you start to see the blood flow. <laughs> and then, But a lot of it you get from the girl that's still in the stall, just watching people get dragged. And again, the compact mirror that falls down... And you just see the image of him in the mirror floating. I fucking love that scene. That oh, scene was so fucking good. And uh, the thing is, because like I, one girl goes back, she oh I forgot something in the sink, and you hear just like like a like a chunk like sound, and the just blood. If you ever uh, for listeners like if, it's like it's 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 like if you ever have I don't know for lack of better terms like slit through flesh, you know that sound. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about animals. I'm not uh, like you know, if you've ever like helped slaughter a pig, or you know, someone's a hunter, you've killed deer, whatever. There is a sound that is made when you slice through the flesh. And this is, and it's oh, and this is at school during the day, like you know, like a lot of the myth, a lot of the setup with Candyman. You're at, at home by yourself. You say it. You get fucked up. This so Remy's is, downstairs trying to fuck you. Yeah, you know, like the original. <laughs> I'm just saying this one. You're, it's daytime, you're school, there's five of Bright you. Bright lights, fuck Yeah, him. you're just like, fuck it, let's do it. He don't care. No. Doesn't give two shits. Gives no fucks. He's like, all right, well, I'm on a schedule, I'm fuck, whatever. But yeah, that scene was fucking awesome. Well, And, and, they, and they actually double back on that, that, that type of setting when you find that Coleman Burke's sister was the first victim of Sherman as the new Candyman. Yes. That was in the daytime, in the bathroom, because that dumbass... Wanted that, to go that, fucking re- that, is that say, was fucking yeah. awesome. He yeah, opens the door and it's like... It, and there's dead bodies like, oh, fuck. Like, and then he opens it up and you see the hook go back in the shower. You're like, oh. And that's one of the things not, I, I appreciate is not every kill ought to be shown. No. You just establish it. So eventually you just see somebody go, candy man, and then they're dead. They're fucking dead. They're like, dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 know how he's going to kill you. You know, we don't have to see every time and that's really effective. And uh, that kind of... Like, that kind of covers the kills. Really, the only big thing to talk about going through this movie is, like, literally is Anthony's, like, slow descent into madness. Yeah. Like, and it's not even slow. It happens over the... Well, no, okay, there was... I feel like there was a... Wasn't there a time gap in the movie? Uh, of like, a couple, like a week or so? I don't think so. Because he's working on the projects. Like, well, I think like there's, there's, it's, 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 it's It's hinted at that there's, like, time in between where those two haven't been close. 
as a couple, so. you know? I don't know. Well, at some point, he kind of freaks the fuck out, and she's like, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge. You're, you're crazy. You know? Yeah, well, that yeah, that happened, like, later. Like, that was a defining moment in uh, prior to the the end yeah. of the film. But that's what I'm saying is, is and then she starts to kind of kind of learn what's going on a little bit, you know, and but yeah, him going crazy, you get a you get a part where he literally is looking in the mirror and he sees Oh wait, what's your face is uh, the critic's house. Yeah. That's where he sees Candyman. So that brought some levity a little bit, yeah. Like, cause I'm like, he started, this is when, kind of no, funny. When he takes his hand, he's touching his head, but it's the hook, and he's confused. Like, because wait. you see Sherman with that, just that simple, like, he's, he's like not angry, but yeah. kind of sad face, yeah. and he's just like tapping his head. And he's like, why are you making me tap my head with the hook? Yeah, that was a little, that was a little like, silly. He does like this weird, like, shook jive forward, and like all this, he's making like the most random ass fucking movements. Yeah. So I kind of got a kick out of that. I mean, it was terrifying because the music. And we talk about the like the scores in this Score film. Score was fucking great. Like it, they they used a play off the original, but like the way the bass built up in that scene. Yeah. Like there was so much. Uh, there was so much with the score. That's what made it scary. The actual imagery did not make that scene scary to me because, I guess, like we talked, like we said, like when folks, if you, you let us know, but if you do not think Sherman was the most had the most kind face, like. He, just, he, he was just sick. That's I know, what I'm saying. He was, he, like, you he, knew he was going to murder the fuck out of you, but he looked kind of sad. He was, and, sad, and, yeah. he was a sad spirit. Yeah. He was like, oh, I don't want to do this. You let's, know. Let's just jump right, like, to kind of jump to the end where... The meat. Yeah. yeah where pretty much we find out that... He's the son. A, yeah. He's the son. Mom didn't want to say anything about, like, you know... Hey, like, so anyway, this bitch, I thought, uh, stole you, actually returned you to me, but you were also in a fire from... The OG Candyman, and yeah, uh, yeah. We I, I left that out. I left that out. Which okay, this is a problem I have with the film. They never, and I don't need like a deep explanation because there's so much more in this film that needed the time for the explanation. But I needed. I would at least like what Marvel does with like a one or two sentence throw off that just kind of gives you an idea. Why the fuck were they like estranged? Yeah. There was none of that. Nothing. Yeah. Big plot hole. Yeah. Big plot hole. And it didn't have to be. It could have literally have been like a two sentence thing. And you think somewhere somebody might have been like, hey, you were that baby that, you know what I mean? Because there's motherfuckers from that entire it's area. Green, like. Yeah. You were like, hey, man, you are you that kid that was the baby? That well, was I think, that? well, Coleman knew. Yeah. Well, but he yeah. had his own motives. Yeah, but he that's what I'm saying. Motives. And that's where we find out Laundry, yeah. uh, Laundromat Dude is like, I am a huge fan. I am such a huge fan. We gotta get this shit. We gotta get the ball rolling. I going. actually your summoned skin, Candyman. Yeah, uh, your your skin is closed, dude. You're right there. You got all the beast dude, stung skin. So the 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 special effects on dude at the end where it looked like he was like a hive. Yeah, that's what I was gonna dude, say. Dude, oh god. When, when he shows his mom right before that, you can see that it looks like poor, like he's like bad acne, like pores. But then the more and more it spreads, it's like a yeah, like a hive on him. Half of his face is like that. His whole arm, his beast oh, on dude, arm, but the, and then shoving the hook in. Well, but that, and that, oh. but the thing is, like, look, man, I got a solution for your fucked up hand. Just cut that bitch off, and yeah, and yeah, he takes that fucking hook, and he's like, now where did he buy that hook? Was he just been sitting on it for a while? Like, you know, I mean, he even took time to pull it out of a box. That's what I'm saying. It's like a special hook. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, like special I special ordered this off of Amazon. So I went out with this like deep sea fisherman, yeah. and he had a hook yeah. for a shark. Got the dimensions, I and, and, and he said you just shove it in. And but here's what's crazy is as he's cutting his arm off, 
and he's shoving that in. You see the tears. But he's not react. That's the only thing that's reacting. He's, well, he's already in like a deep he's state. Already, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's already gone at yeah, that point. He's gone because yeah. you're watching that. And you're like, oh fuck! But like, she, his girlfriend's there. She's reacting, but he's not. Mm -hmm. Like he's already almost kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the new Candyman. Did you know that? Uh, I'm sure you. Uh, if you haven't watched in a while, you might not. But the final scene for both films took place in a church. Yep. Yep. I mean. It's a sequel, but there are so many little throw-ins to the original that were awesome. Yeah, that I love. But like actually seeing the making of a making of a still living being Candyman was was really cool. And like I said, the special effects team was astounding for this. Film. All right, like I'm um, gonna give it. I'm gonna give it up to his girlfriend. I, I can't. What was her name? Brianna. Yeah, she murders the fuck. Out of Coleman, yeah. I mean, does. dude, she there's does. times where you see some movies and they're, you know, somebody will get a knife and they're like, stay away. or they're No, she stabs him fucking 30 times, like, goddamn Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, just fucking over and over. over. Yeah, yeah. And That's what you should do. But it's intense. It. It's intense. Like, I appreciate when you get movies where, because sometimes you're like, stab, like, stay away. This away. one, no. she's like, you are fucking King. dying this second. You're not going to die of loss of blood. You are dying the amount of times this blade is going into you. She killed the fuck out of him. Yes, bitch, because that is exactly That's the most intense scene in this entire movie. To happen. Is you, you have Candyman. And in my opinion, the most intense kill is her with the fucking knife killing the fuck out of that dude. Yes, and because, like, that's what that—that's what's been missing with Final Girls. Yeah. It's just like, no, I I'm going to murder the that. fuck out of you. I want to see more of I'm that. I'm not going to stab you once or run away. I'm going to continually stab the shit out of you. Yeah. You will die after this. You won't run after me anymore. Like, thank you. Please. Like, she, more directors do she this. Didn't, she didn't want to take a risk of him bleeding out. Maybe they can no. save Stab, she stab, was, stab. Like, you're dead. You're, stab, I, stab, I, I, stab, I'm stab. not stopping until I see the life leave your body. Like she stabbed him so much, you 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 you, you expected someone to come out of the corner and say a two brute. Yeah. She just he just she just stabbed the fuck out of him. Sound right? effect wise, it's it <laughs> so just good. sounded hardcore. Yeah. But of course, we get to where now cops roll up. Okay. And before we dig into this final oh, scene, man. we don't need. There's not a lot to dive into on the actions of what happened in the final scene. There is a lot to dive into of where this is where there's a differentiation, uh, huge, uh, a big, at least to me, differentiation between the original 92 film and this 2021 sequel um, is, all right, the thing they give you a lot of in this film, and, th and this does fill up like a lot of the movie outside of what we've already talked about, is we've got, we've got the mythos that is Candyman. Right. right? It starts with Daniel, right, who we already talked about. And then uh, you it, it, you've got the wrongly accused fourteen year old boy who was uh, wrongly accused of assaulting a white woman. He was thrown in prison, and then he rode that lightning, baby. Oh yeah! Imagine putting a fourteen year old on a fucking lecture chair. Fucked up, man. Fucked up, dude. You had to put phone books to make him sit up enough to. Yeah, let's fucked it's up. Fucked up, dude. Yeah. And then you've got Sherman, who was the next one. Yeah. Who, this is our current Candyman. Our, our friendly, friendly Sherman. Yeah. yeah friendly Sherman. And there's the then there's the other one, uh, which I don't know why he wasn't actually our Candyman, but uh, James Bird Jr. He's the one that um, was dragged to death behind the pickup truck, Again. just for moving into a white neighborhood. Yeah, like, come on, man, like, really? Yeah, that's. But that was that was set to happen in like '98. I'm like, 
When he. Wouldn't he be the most recent one I, then? I think there was something to do with I don't think that was in Caprini Green. Oh, like, uh, okay. I think that might have been the gen, more the outskirt gentrified. They don't, uh, really, okay. they don't really explain that. Yeah. But we see that there's... We learn early on that all these have happened because of the wrongdoing to the black individual. Right. Wrongly accused bullshit nonsense. Right, like you move. You, all right, so you, you can you can move into a white neighborhood, which apparently you know means it's upscale neighborhood, and uh, because you're black, they can drag you by a pickup truck. You fall in love with a white woman and get her pregnant in the 1800s, yeah. which Daniel the OG, uh, that means you can send a lynch mob out after. She's still gonna have, unless unless you shove a coat hanger up there, she's still gonna have a mixed baby. Yeah, like, I don't I don't know I don't know how that's changing anything. <laughs> like I'm just saying like. None of these justification. Like, there's no justification to have hurt any of these individuals, which they really build on that being the Candyman mythos, right? Like, it's he's he's a vengeful spirit towards the wrongdoing of the black community. Now, unless you say his name too, I mean, like, well, 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 they do bring that in, and that is something from the first movie, where in the first movie he was all about killing his own people. Yeah. But yeah. that was because Daniel, in the original, it was said that he was he came back part you know a, a lot of it because while all that was happening to him, all his black brothers and him. sisters yeah watched yeah didn't try to stop it. So he doesn't look at them any better than he does <laughs> <laughs> the white people that did it to him. You know, so there was there was this big shift. Like in the first one, remember he, he when he comes to her in the parking garage in '92's Candyman, he says. Because you you have just I didn't use these exact words, but because you've debunked my um, my mythos, my yeah. legacy, I have to shed innocent blood. That's when she wakes up and she killed the Rottweiler. Yeah, well, he did, but like the baby's gone. You know, he kills her fucking therapist. Like he's doing all that to make to make sure his name is ringing out. Yeah, because he can't kinda, be alive without that. Yeah, because right? you need to have that legend exactly. still going on. So he was. Of, he was about fear in the night. You pick up film. on that earlier with the mom, where he literally starts to say candy. She's like, "Don't, don't say that. Don't say the name. See, don't so, even, don't even finish the name." Daniel, and this could be, and they might be just be doing this through a progression too. So I'm trying to figure out what she, what she was going with here, which is why I can't wait to rewatch it, honestly. But Daniel the OG was playing off of fear, not right. revenge, f- to the white community for what they did to him. He was more angry at his black brothers and sisters for not stepping in because there was enough there was enough of them that they could have stopped the lynch mob from doing that to him. Yeah. And he was very vengeful to them for that. So he kind of became their boogeyman. Yeah. Right? And that's a big difference between and I, I just have a hard time understanding why it evolved into now he is strictly going against the wrongdoings to black citizens from white police officers or white individuals well not I, just police officers i think i mean what happens is pretty much cops roll in they shoot the fuck out of anthony and then and literally there's not he a fits the description of what they well, what they're looking saying, for they run in there's not a freeze you got a weapon they just gunshots immediately and just in case you're like oh th- was there some misunderstanding then you get the detective who grab has the girlfriend like, like what is her name because brianna. brianna thank you pulls brianna and was just like all right, now are we going to have a misunderstanding? You remember how he pretty much setting up, like, you know how he threatened an officer, and that's what happened, and, and you're going to work with us, right? Or are we going to have you as an accomplice to this? You know, pretty much just saying, you're going to 
agree with us or we're going to make your life fucking hell. Or maybe you don't even make it out of this, this area. And I, this, this, I, I love this fucking scene. <laughs> she, she's back there and she realizes, like, I'm fucked. Like, how am I going to... It's all these cops. And she just asks for one request. She says, can I... I'm, okay, that's fine. Can I just look at your mirror? And I guess she she's like, all right, I'm doing it. And she brings back her, 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 her boyfriend in a way. She says the name. And all of a sudden, you just hear screaming in the building. And then fucking a cop gets thrown out. And now this is where it's a little more surreal because he's just there in the world just fucking people up. And you have the cop that runs towards the, the vehicle and just his throat, just out of nowhere, opens up. Yeah. That was fucking that awesome. That was amazing. The blood splashed on the and windshield. I'll tell you, and she has a smirk, and she's like, yeah, y'all fucked up. Now, I will say there are two big scenes that are my favorite, some of my favorite scenes from this film, and that is the one where he walks around the vehicle, and you see each individual Candyman in the different, yep. like, you know, front driver's side, can't, different Candyman, uh, you know, rear driver's side, different can and it shows, it's, it's almost like this, uh, it's a hive entity versus, like, the original, the the first movie gave you like it's the the original OG Daniel, yeah. and then at in this film you're getting everything that came after him, and they've kind of all encumbered. Candyman, they're, they're just fucking up cops left yeah. and right. And but I love the detective. You, you did catch that? And he, oh yeah, yeah, a yeah. Candyman in each mirror, and then he that fu- detective's he gets, like, they're like, uh, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of this car, and uh, he goes to and he and then he she he runs out and she follows, and you know Candyman of course got him, and. uh at this point, Anthony is slowly throughout this scene getting in, getting engrossed in bees. Yep. Slowly more and more and more. So this scene, when he gets the last detective that was in the car with Brianna, he's completely engulfed in bees. And he kills him. And then when he drops the body and he turns around and walks towards her and the bees drop down, who do we fucking have? Tony, Tony Todd. Todd. Oh, and he yep. says... Tell everyone. Oh God, yeah. dude, my balls but jiggled that, dude, that was, dude. It, it, <laughs> was so little, it was a little distracting seeing a CGI Tony Todd. He's a little younger. Yeah, yeah, a, a younger. Honestly, younger it was one. such a short sh- but, shot that it didn't bother me. But it's that voice. And that, voice, that's the thing. As soon as oh, he said that, that I was like, yeah, I was like, all right. Yeah. So uh, actually, I mean, it, I don't know if they really CGI'd him. He doesn't look old. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was CGI'd. They made. I mean, they made him lighter. They actually made him a little lighter. Is, a little bigger now. It's kind of like he's got a little bit of the Lawrence Fishburne kind of going on, where his face has gone. Lawrence Fishburne bit. got a lot of Lawrence Fishburne going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> not that level. He's about mid Fishburne. Right? Lawrence Fishburne is like the Black John Travolta. They just got wide. Yeah, no, he's about mid Fishburne. He's a little bit bigger. His face is a little wider now. Yeah. So I think there might have been a little bit of CGI to keep him in that 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 uh, you know early nineties. That was look. I was waiting for that. Yeah, I mean there was there was another scene with Tony Todd earlier in the film, but. That scene, like I didn't expect that when the swarm went away, but when it did, I was just like, "Oh god!" And here's what's unusual with this movie, and one of my one of the big positives I, I can also say about this: most of the time, we're now getting to the credits, so we should be done talking about the movie, mm-hmm. unless there's an after credit scene. This movie says, "Sit down for the credits." There is still a performance going on. And it does this thing where it splits the screen where you have credits coming down on one side and you have, what, I guess a paper, uh, like a... It's a, it's a shadow puppet. Shadow puppet going over all the other Candyman mm-hmm. and, the, and how the deaths happen. And we had that through the movie, too. But we, uh, it was we did, we really cool that. and entertaining. Uh, but I just, the way they presented that, and you get almost like you opened a book 
and on one side are all your credits. On the other side, and the other side is, is yeah. this, the feature yeah. of just going. No, to it was, and it lasted it was the amazing. entire credits. And I was like, that is awesome. You know, You're it wasn't really a watching... mid credit scene. It was an end credit scene. Literally, the credits are explaining the different deaths. Exactly, and that was amazing. So every all the different Candyman that we uh, talked about, you got to see in yep. Shadow Puppet form, and it was it was done so well. That's what I'm saying. It was, it was done like, so I was, well. I was, it looked amazing. It was just entertaining. I was just, I was really impressed. That's a trick that, like, again, we always wait. Like, all right, I'll just rule. Okay, well, I'm not reading anybody's names. Oh, big credit scene. Okay, cool. All right, I'm not reading anybody's names. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And here, like, it was just really well done. I just, I just stayed glued to the fucking screen watching. Yeah. The shadow puppet scenes. Um, just the the way scenes were filmed. And that tr- that little trick at the end, like I was really impressed with this director. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, we didn't even what, talk what, about what she there else. There was a directed. lot of cool angles, uh, camera usage done, like the scene in the elevator. Color schemes that really. Just like the scene in the elevator when the candy drops, it's got a razor blade in it. He looks up. I mean, it's in the trailer, but when you see it in flow of the movie, like yeah. it just there's so many awesome shots, so much awesome cinematography that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I mean, he he so has good. the whole thing where you see like the skyline, but it's low. Down, like the clouds over the the skyscrapers and this opposite viewpoint, or you know, and mm-hmm. I thought that was there's so many cool little tricks that they pulled. Or, with this. or the or the or the the uh, from below up while he's painting, very reminiscent of Jack Torrance in The Shining yep. in the freezer. Yeah, when he's trying to get in. Yeah, or in the door outside of the bathroom in The Shining. Like it was very reminiscent of Kubrick with those shots, uh, which I thought was brilliant. You know, because it's fucking Kubrick, and if if, if you want to show someone going into a into madness. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> counter wrote the book on it. Yeah. Shining's uh, well, no, King wrote the book on King it. King wrote, yeah. Shining, uh, Kubrick, Kubrick put it in the form. Kubrick showed how yeah. to film, how to have it, yeah. and not being something annoying. about that from below up shot just makes people. It, I don't know. It makes you look more because I think because like you're going to look straight, so you see a lot of the white of the eyes and the and then you see the forehead like furrow, so it really makes you look almost Frankensteinish. Yeah, like everybody, so it looks like maddening. I don't know if that's how that is works or not but that's just what i see i see just you know i i just see rolled up eyes and someone trying to get to something and it looks fucking crazy and the whole time when he starts to lose his mind and be, and, and and is turning into candy man you just see him every shot after that from the up you know when he's painting from down up and it yeah. just looked awesome it was so, right. so well done so oh i mean it survives the chopping block yeah it does it it Without, without fucking, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm on. It's sophisticated fucking socially uh, aware fucking amazing horror film. Horror has been socially aware from day one. We always preach fucking, look at Romero, dude. He cast a fucking black lead in the 60s. Yep. Now, he cast a black lead in the 60s that died, but in Day of the, Dawn of the Dead, he cast a black lead that lived. Yep. And now, we're, now it, it, that was part of opening the door for now we've got these amazing all-black cast, all-black fucking filmmaker. Nina DaCosta, she was the, she is is the first black female director to debut, to, oh, excuse me, to open number one at the domestic box office. Yep, 22 million. So. Dude, fucking, come yep. on, man. Like, that's badass. And, and for me, I would say the same thing. It, it passes for me. You know, I was worried, you get worried when you take a property, especially so long ago, and come on, man, some of those, those sequels... After the original Candyman, not that strong, and taking that approach of saying, "All right, we're not rebooting everything; we're connecting it from the original." 
and we're going into a lot more of the mythos and we're going to show a little you know a couple different tricks of the trade with a lot of mirror vision uh kills stuff like that I, I i thought and again that last scene with the the cops was so fucking satisfying yeah so. okay so before we go out this is this is another there is another qualm i had and i mentioned i don't know if i mentioned it prior to us recording or at the beginning of this episode but the end result with anthony being candy man i i don't agree with it as much as I did as the previous iterations of Candyman that they talked about because all those guys were done wrong kind of out of the blue. Coleman set this up. It wasn't like... Right. No, but... I, 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 come on, man. Coleman set it up. It wasn't like he... I mean, he... They literally set up... He brought Candyman back to create a new Candyman. He literally insanely... Right. Like, the dude's not okay in the head. Right, he's not he's not there, uh, Coleman Burke. Right, uh, and he creates Candyman for the community, but it goes it kind of goes against the other Candymans having it naturally happen to them. Well, I think the cops uh, actually kind of doomed themselves because they went in guns blazing. No, no, no. The and cops didn't do wrong and shit. I think that wrong right there, literally coming in. But he was anticipating that act, that was how it was going to go. Right. Based off the murders that have been happening when he brought. Sherman, Sherman's Candyman back. Right. About looking for a blackmail trench coat hook, like he set it all up. Yeah. So is it now like where? So you're saying if the cops had showed up and just arrested him, then and not shoot first and then try to pin, you know. So there's a point being made for cops shooting first when they see the person that 100% matches the guy they're looking for. Right. You know. But that's what I'm saying. So that the whole plan had to them come in and say, shoot him immediately. And they then all relied and, and on just that. to ev- emphasize that that he was being wrong is where the cover up. All right, this is what you're going to agree to. I feel like that's where you have to stress. Then that's where he gets it pulled all into. Had the, to the, emphasize the, on the very last bit being exactly. put together. And saying, that just seems I'm a little laundromat, dude. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that seemed like he was like, all right, and we're, I'm going to pick. I'm uh, hopefully the dirtiest Chicago cop yeah, the ones to show what I'm up. Saying like it was just so like, he did kind of luck out a little bit, right? Like, like, yeah, like, he's like, oh uh, man, I hope I don't get those good, you know, those officers that actually follow the rules. And like I said, I already said it passed. It, it doesn't ruin the movie for me. It's just like in the vein of how detailed and hardcore they went with everything prior to that it was just like eh, i still eh. think he might not have been he wasn't all together there i mean no. you know again we, we we talked about it. he bought that hook specifically for a purpose of shoving it in that in in anthony's hand oh did you so. see his did you see his uh little easter egg mm, in the no. laundromat so one of the times anthony goes to see him in the laundromat uh he's reading a book and it's clive barker's we world god damn it yeah i i went to look yeah. i i was thinking yeah. i bet that that book has some kind of yeah yeah. So for the listeners who don't know and have just seen this film, uh, because you can watch this film without watching the uh, the first film, it's just there's a couple things that probably won't make sense. But I feel like you can get away with watching this without watching the '92 film. I really do, because um, they do a good job I, of explaining it. But I think it, it's a good bookend. I think I, I yeah. think it. You don't have to, because it's but explained to. But you should. Because it's a great film. Yeah. Um, but the '92 Candyman film was based off of one of the short stories in Clive Barker's Books of Blood called The Forbidden. Um, so you should also read that. And they also, I mean, be, to fit the, uh, area, they turned the character from white to black, but that, that's kind of... Yeah. It makes more sense than Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Where the main character is red, red and he's black. And when they ask him, he's like, I don't know, they just started calling me that. Where in the book, he's like, I'm Irish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, Passed with Flying Colors, 
all in all, I love this film. There's just I had to bring up the things that also just didn't tidy if, it if up you, so if, much. If you're on the edge, and, I mean, I go fucking see it. Yeah, you go see it. But I feel go like most people it. hopefully would have we seen. We need this. more shit from this crew because well, she's already been cast to direct uh, Captain Marvel two and uh, the Marvels. There you go. I believe. I believe. Yeah. For 2022, so we need more shit from this crew. So give like go support this fucking film for real. And um, as always, hit us up at gipodcast.com. You can see all our links to all our merch, tpublic.com. You can click through that link and you can buy. I mean, every show on the network has designs. A new one just dropped like a week ago. Uh, just tons of shit. You can get on every fucking thing you can think of. And the uh, other link would be amazon.com. You just click on that and shop like normal. And we just got a little kickback. We appreciate that shit. And um, as always, hit us up at lowdownbrown.gui.com. Let us know what you think about this film. Let us know if you went to watching this without watching the first film. And let us know what your different experience you had. Because I've been watching Candyman 92 since, fuck, I don't yeah, know. I, I mean, was like fucking 12, 14. I, I mean, like seriously. I can't remember the first time I saw Candyman. But I've had like different iterations. I had it on VHS. Then I had it on the DVD. And then I had it on regular Blu-ray. And then I most recently got the Scream Factory Oh shit! Release of it. Well, that was like last year. They yeah. Did a, they did their own collector's edition. So I'm saying, like, I fucking have always loved this movie. Um, I knew the sequels, man. Yeah. <laughs> the original film. This is a sequel you need to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not the other two. But anyway, just fucking check this film out. Seriously, check it out and hit us up. Let you know that you did. And as always, embrace the madness. Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts.